Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yes, happy St. Patrick's Day. Everly made me promise I'd say that this morning. She said she's going to be listening. I'm, she's going to be watching you, Mom. Make sure you say happy St. Patrick's Day, Mom. <laughs> Today's Thursday, March 17th. Minus three out there, but it's going to be another beautiful day. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Not looking forward to walking the dog in the park again. Jesus, Murphy. Yeah, you guys came home. He was covered in mud. Oh. Soaking wet. Thought I was doing a nice thing. Nearly <laughs> threw my back out. Yeah, it's a mess out there. My God. The dog parks. Uh, yeah, as Gabby said, we're streaming, broadcasting live every morning, Monday to Friday on the Podbean app. That is the only way to listen in live, um, but it's worth it. You download an app. Hell yeah. And uh, you got to join in with all these other real estate investors that join in live every morning. Um, get involved in the conversation and the chat there. And as well, there's a call-in button so you can call in and ask any questions that you want every morning about real estate investing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Lots of good mornings in the chat already. People streaming in here. Man, oh man, what a day yesterday. What a day. Oh yeah, what a day. <laughs> what a day yesterday. What did you do yesterday, Wayne? Oh, man. I'm trying to break a world record, Gab. Yeah. Just... Um, 24 to 36 hour. Close? I think it's I think it's going to be less than 24 hours. Because, oh, less than 24. Yeah. So I, I went and saw. Uh, yeah. So here, here's, here's what's going on. Um, I went and saw a property uh, last night and uh, well, in the evening. And then we signed the paperwork at 10 o'clock last night. Got it all signed, both parties. And um, we need to sign before 5 p.m. tonight. At the lawyer. Sorry. It needs to be done. Cash in hand, done. Transacted. Keys in my hand by 5 p.m. tonight. <laughs> so that means dropping off money first thing this morning mm -hmm. and going in to sign. I got to go to the morning. bank, get a big, get a big bank draft. A massive bank draft. <laughs> yeah. All cash. All cash. And then... Uh, bring it down to lawyers and just finish up. So we had to do all of our diligence at like, well, pretty much before I even saw the property. Yeah. And then I quickly went and saw it when they finally let and opened up the door. And yeah, that's just going to happen. I hope, I mean, well, it'll be an absolute miracle if this gets done. Yeah. It will. I. How do world records, records work? I think someone has to claim it first as a world record. I'm Googling it this morning. <laughs> And I think I might have to call Guinness and 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 notify them and notify them that I am claiming the world record, and uh, someone just gonna have to come along and try and beat me. But I don't know if it's possible. I mean, that I, was... like I mean, we briefly talked about this uh, on yesterday's morning show because like you were made aware of the property the other day, but nobody was responding, couldn't get in to see it. Yeah, like nothing. and then. Uh, but we were talking and we we're like, you know what, like as cool as this would be, there's like, it's just not possible to do, to get everything closed in time. Like they need to run uh, city property taxes and, you know, like pull all those documents like the lawyers do, yeah. um, which requires, you know, them requesting documents from various places. And so we're like, you know what, it's just like 
in, in reality, it's just not possible. This yeah. isn't going to happen. But call up the lawyer. <laughs> Can this happen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's probably going to cost us a pretty petty penny that's yet to be determined but yeah it doesn't matter if we can pull it off and yeah. uh, you know i think it probably would have even been easier but you know add in some other things there's some debts yeah that this seller has and um to someone to someone and another debt to td and just like there's it's a, such a messy title as well yeah, it's not it's, a clear title yeah. Um, Robin, uh, Robin asked here, is there a reason why they need it done so fast? Foreclosure. They're being foreclosed on as well. Like on Friday or something like that. No, it's tomorrow. Oh, or today. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, today. What day is it now? Today's Thursday. Today's today. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's why I, maybe it is Friday. Maybe that's why it needs to be done. Yeah. Done today, today because the foreclosure is processing yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Just, Yeah. And then see, so yeah, we we I pulled title early yesterday, and like this is all in preparation to even see the property. Yeah. Um. Because just, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on with this person's life, but I don't know what things were in between and why things were the way they were. But yeah, yeah I couldn't even see it. Yeah. I'm like, let me see this thing. Like, I'm I'm good for the money. <laughs> just let me see it. That's all I ask. Just give me an hour so I can go through the property and have a look at it. Like everything that I mentioned yesterday about how, you know, how to, how to walk through a property. Um, that's exactly what I did. Found some stuff, made some notes and, and basically just wrote out a budget real fast in the car afterwards mm -hmm. and, um, sent the text over. I'm like, send the paper, call sign. Um, but yes. yeah, the, then the lawyer called and said, well, there's some other stuff and things that haven't, uh, I'm not going to get into all the details of it quite yet. Let's, let's, let's save that for another show. But, um, all in all world record. Yeah. Um, if I get this done. Yeah. Pretty excited. So, um, Kathleen says Barry's going to kill you, but that will be an amazing story. So the problem being is that Barry's office wouldn't be able to close this in a day. So that's why it's important to have, to, to lean on your network and to have other people available. Mm -hmm. So we have another really good lawyer in our back pocket that we use sometimes when we need to and yeah he's going to be able to get it done for us yeah we, we it's, it's not just a yeah you got to have a really good network and mm -hmm. um just like another another crew another handyman you yeah. know another another plumber another electric backup for everything right yeah so um excuse me uh yeah that's uh yeah, sorry. I'm just as I don't know. I I went to sleep and I forgot all about it. And now as we start talking about it, all these I, other things are starting to flood in. Um, it was a very very busy busy night. Um, just getting all that stuff figured out. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's obviously some risks that you take on as well, mm -hmm. right? Um, when you do something crazy like that. Um, so there's yeah, you're actually just in real time experiencing me <laughs> experiencing <laughs> all this risk mitigation going on again. It just, yeah, I, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it for uh, six hours. So, um, and I got next to no sleep. Um, but yeah, stay tuned today. We'll see how it all plays out. I think that once, um, once we're done the show, I'll get all ready and then hop down to the bank and then go down to the lawyers. And then I got a bunch of other things I got to do today as well. So, but we might be getting keys this afternoon. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's a stinky one. She's a stinky one. 
Um, you know, they, they, they talk about the smell of money. It's, it's pets and cigarettes. Pets and cigarettes was my rap album in high school. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't think you've ever broke one of those out on the morning show. As long as I've known Wayne, which <laughs> no, is I like, I don't know, coming up on 15 years or something like that. Um, <clears throat> I guess 13 years I've known Wayne. Are you, are you fucking kidding me right now? What? F- 15 years. 15? Yeah. Say 16, 17, 18, 15 years. Oh, 16 years. Sorry. No, Coming up on 16 years. My math is just bad. It's 15, go. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, he always, uh, anytime you say something silly like that, he'll he'll relay it to one of his previous just genres of dad albums. Jokes. Yeah, bad dad jokes. Before he was even a dad. Nice. <laughs> They don't quite get it, but they'll get it when I repeat the joke 4,000 times. Yeah. Anyways. Now it's like it's open for you to do it all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Small money. Um, yeah. It's by level, about 1,200 square feet. Um, it's going to do the basic fix and flip. Yeah. So tear it all the carpet. And this one's going to take a, an extra coat of kills. Um, what do you call it? Kills ozone generator. Primer or whatever the heck mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, a couple new windows, roof's good. Um, yeah, looking forward to this one. Um, you know, we, we kind of like to have our projects, you know, end and another one start, um, so we can keep our, our regular crew working, but, uh, we're going to figure out an alternative plan here. Um, get another crew on this one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's what we've been wanting to do. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. We really want to get multiple projects on the go at the same time. There's just a huge opportunity. It's not easy to find projects. That's for sure. Um, but if you're willing to step outside your comfort zone and, and willing to, you know, sometimes you might have to put all cash. You might have to bring a briefcase of cash. Um, sometimes you might have to close in, in less than 24 hours, but you do what you got to do. Right. Um, I'm not telling people to do this, but like we were talking about yesterday, get yourself to a position where you can. Yeah. Right. That's what you ultimately want. I can't tell you, I can't guarantee you'll be able to do that in the next six months. I can't, but had you been thinking about this six months ago and proactively been planning, then you would have been in a position for this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not an, I told you so, but you know, like our market changed. It happens. It's going to change again in the future. Um, you can't, you can't play the whole, Oh God, I wish I would have done it back when it was like this. Mm-hmm. You didn't. So you get over it. You move on, you know, you follow the market, you do the best you can, but had everyone, you know, had you been getting started in flips a year ago, maybe you would have had a little more cash in the bank, right? Maybe you would have had a little more experience to be able to go unconditional. Maybe you would have, had a handful of private lenders who could, you know, close in two or three days. Right. Yeah. Um, so you want to get yourself to that point. You can't change what you didn't do already. You can't change what's happened in the past, but what you can do is learn from your lessons and, and take action. Now get yourself in a position where you can do something like that. So that the next time there's an opportunity like this in the future, you're ready. Yeah. Right. And what does that mean? Well, it means go start networking. Yeah, build your network. All right. I did. I, I had no idea how many private lenders there were. 
even just a few years ago. Yeah. Until I started actually going out and actively looking. Yeah. Right. I wasn't doing much fix and flipping, so I never thought about it. But go out and find out who's got money, who's looking to lend it. Well, even just like even not even <clears throat> like big time lenders who can say lend, you know, like eighty percent of your purchase or whatever, but also just people who have, you know, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty grand that they are also looking to private lend, like mm -hmm. you know, in in various ways. And maybe that could be, you know, renovation money. And that could be in the form of a second or third mortgage. That could be um, a promissory note, note right? Yeah. Um, you don't know. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of people that that are also looking to get into flipping, but they don't have all the money, but they want to learn. And they say, hey, maybe you know, I'll bring $60,000, $70,000 on a promissory note. I'll bring the renovation money, and then you give me a share. Yeah. Right? So just having a good network and having conversations and finding out what people are looking for. Um, and then just compiling all of your resources. Be resourceful right? Look at all those puzzle pieces. Start putting the same colors together. You mm -hmm. got that big table with that 4,000 piece puzzle. Start putting all the pink pieces together. Start putting all the black pieces together. Start putting all the corner pieces together, right? Mm -hmm. And eventually the puzzle will come together. But you got to start being resourceful and, and, and putting things, you know, compartmentalizing them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then eventually, you know, you'll get yourself to a position where you know, you can do crazy things like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And you never know what's possible. You never know who's going to say yes. You never know who's going to say no. Like Wayne and I just said, we thought 100% that a lawyer wouldn't be able to close in 24 hours until we asked. Yeah. We could have assumed. We could have just assumed that it's not possible and it would have been nice and that, ah, oh, well, we'll get the next one. Mm -hmm. But we asked. Yeah. And the answer was yes. Same thing. If you're looking for money, are you assuming somebody's going to say no? Did you ask? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. You could have missed out on a huge opportunity. You yeah. could have missed out on your next flip. You could have next missed out on your next whatever. You don't yeah. know until you ask. Yeah. With all the different, like just in all honesty and transparency, we try and be as transparent as, as possible. Um, so you guys can learn, but like, I didn't really want to tie up that much money. Like with all the different things we have going on with the different projects, it wasn't wise. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to pay all cash on this one. I wanted to have a, a private mortgage. So I was going to call someone, but I know that there's no lender that's going to be able to close that quickly because mm -hmm. just you added another lawyer. It's, it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. You're going to need about a week to two weeks if you want to try and add a, a private lender in there. So, that means that I have to put my own money on the table. That means that I'm probably going to have to call my lender today once it's done and say, Hey, can we get this thing done for late next week? Yeah. Right. So that so I can, can get, get my cash money back, back out. out. Yeah. Um, but that's just being resourceful. I mean, um, having resources is, is, is helpful, but also knowing the right people and being able to say, okay, cool. Well, I'll put this here, I'll close my own cash. I'll bring the briefcase so to say and then you know we'll get the property and then i'll be able to call the lender next week we'll be able to take care of all that it's going to cost me a little extra and legal not a big deal add it onto the budget um yeah i can't remember i was going with that but um something else i was going to say mention about that when now our dog's barking <laughs> Um, what's the fastest close you guys have ever done? I'm curious. 
anyone on here? What's the, what's what is the fastest you've ever done? Because before this, our fastest was um, the one over Thanksgiving. Remember? Yeah. What was it? <clears throat> I'm gonna look back on the calendar. We did we did a we did a really quick one back in Thanksgiving. Um, thanks- that was Spring Bell, right? Yeah. Um, I believe it was three business days. Really? Yeah. We, it would have been October 8th, I believe, um, that we saw it and signed the papers that night, but it was a long weekend. So it didn't get to the lawyers until the 12th and it closed on the 15th, Hmm. if I recall. So one, two, three, uh, about four business days. Oh, okay. Business days. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That was four business days. Yeah. Again, we did that one with all cash as well. Kathleen says that her quickest close was two weeks. Yeah. Which again is, is pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Most, most lawyers will say that's a minimum. Well, that, and, and also fast. Like most lawyers will want more than that. Even that is likely considered a rush. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, upcoming events. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any more questions about that, feel free to ask. And, and guys, please, you know, this, this show is all about helping you guys. It's not about me and my world records. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to share, you know, what we're doing um, so that you guys can get some ideas, get your, get your creative minds going and uh, inspire but at the same time, like this, this show is all about for you guys. It's all, it's all for you guys. Okay. Um, so if you guys have any questions, anything, feel free to ask. Um, we got some upcoming events. Um, yeah. we have our Friday live training. Yes. That's uh, tomorrow. Oh yeah. Wow. Tomorrow's Friday. Yes, it is. <laughs> tomorrow at 7 PM mountain time. We are doing fix and flip, running the numbers. Yes. Yeah. I'm joining live for that on the Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters. Um, what a great place to go and meet other investors who are ambitious. Yeah. Um, we're a little selective in that Facebook group. Or we're not we're not just like opening the gates to let every real estate professional join in and you know what I mean? We're, we're being kind of, I, I'm being very selective on, on, on who's allowed in there because I want it to be a good, valuable group where people are adding value. Yeah. And not promoting um, their services. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, what was I just going to say? I was letting you finish your thought and then I lost mine. <laughs> uh, we're doing fix and flip running the numbers. It's yeah. Friday. Oh, thank you. Yes. You're I welcome. was... <laughs> Wayne does that. He needs to backtrack his conversation and then I remember things. Um, For those of you who left a video introduction in that group, um, I applaud you. It's not an easy thing to do, but that is how people are going to reach out to you. You've, You've now left a video in there that people see and people have watched and they're going to comment and say, hey, and maybe add you as a friend. And that's such a great way to build your network. If you haven't put a video in there, then you're just in that group watching. Nobody's meeting you. Nobody knows who you are. Oh, yeah. So go and introduce yourself. Go start conversations. Go get active. Build your connections like we were just talking about. Build your network. Build your connections. Build your resources. 
You know what? You did an introduction video. You didn't, Wayne. Um, what? What? I'm writing this down right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a plan, Gab. I had a plan. <laughs> I was going to do another one in a couple weeks to respark it, and I just realized I forgot about it. So I will do an introduction video today on who I am. Okay. <clears throat> um, and then that will remind everyone else who just came to the group um, to, to do their own. And Gabby's absolutely right. Go in there, say who you are and what you do. Yeah. Um, what skill set you bring, what you're trying to accomplish, what you'd like to do in real estate investing. You never know who watches that and says, hey, I can help. Yeah. Hey, if you've got some money, either sitting in an RSP account that you want to lend out or you got some cash that you want to be a private lender, but you don't know who to connect with, and maybe you've been thinking about calling a mortgage broker, you've been thinking about asking Wayne on the show, but you haven't got around to it, go on there, say, hi, I'm Dan, and I have some cash I want to invest into flips. If you're interested, let me know. <laughs> I'm in Edmonton. I like cars and flowers and very excited to be in this group. Two things are going to happen. One, everyone's going to know, right? Three things are going to happen. Um, and then if anyone's can add value to that or is interested, they're going to reach out to you. And lastly, you're going to step out of your comfort zone, which is always a good thing to do. Yep. Do something that you're not comfortable with. Um, start playing around in that, in that, you know, uncomfortable area. Came across a little weird. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say zone, but I was just trying to come up with a different word, so it didn't sound weird. It sounded weirder when I said yeah. area. Just, what's the opposite of the comfort zone? The discomfort zone. Well, that's the thing. Is there? Everyone always says, you know, step outside of your comfort zone. But what's outside of it? All oh, the growth zone. That's what it. Okay, growth, not your uncomfortable area. <laughs> I was just at a loss of words. That's all. Oh my god. Step outside of your comfort zone to go into the growth zone there okay now i got a better visualization yes um, that's 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 we where the growth all, we were all feeling that's a little where uncomfortable the growth is i'm glad <laughs> I, I didn't don't think, say i don't think we were growing though we just felt very uncomfortable i'm glad i didn't follow that up by saying that's where the growth is <laughs> <sighs> anyways what we're talking about friday life training Yes. What? Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's, it's, it's tomorrow at 7 p.m. in the Real Estate and re, real estate Investing Masters group on Facebook. Thank you. We also have our flix, Fix and Flip meetup on Sunday, April 10th, 1 to 3 p.m. at our flip in St. Albert. Yeah. Yeah. So you, well, Come. hopefully you saw it. <laughs> hopefully you saw it. At the demo stage, and then you can come back and see it at the being put back together stage. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have a kitchen, beautiful railings, some paint on the walls, maybe some flooring. Um, and then you can come back, I don't know, maybe sometime in May, and we'll, yeah, we'll have a, yay, <clears throat> it's done. Maybe a little barbecue in the backyard. We'll see. Yeah, there's going to be two more uh, meetups um, at that property. And then you can probably expect another meetup at this other property um, that we're getting. Um, uh, God. So, we're basically doing monthly meetups. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. I think it's great because nobody else is doing it. So someone's yeah. going to do it. But um, 
okay, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Um, Gabby apparently has been doing this for months. And I just, she, she's been doing it and she hasn't brought it to my attention. But I, ha- I guess I say but um very often. And she's been under her breath saying shh. And I've had no idea what the hell is going on for months. And she just told me last week that whenever I say but um, she's going shh, like but um, shh, like a drum roll kind of thing. She's been doing it for months. It's this little inside joke for herself. And she just finally let me in on the joke. And now I'm realizing that I say but um all the time. So um, if you happen to hear her say shh afterwards, that's just her little joke. And now you're in on it. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows. I like low key. That's probably one of the best little inside jokes I've heard in a long time. I mean, I give Gabby a lot of credit. That is pretty funny <laughs> that you've been doing that for so long. And I've never noticed. And I've never heard of anyone else do that before. Now that I've brought it up to you, though, it's like you've ruined it. Because he'll say, but um, and then he'll pause and like give me the hand motion. Go like, ahead. go ahead. It and it's right. just not even fun anymore. Well, normally what we realize is when I say, but um, it's normally when I'm in a serious conversation. Most of my life is business. My life is business. So I'm talking about things. But um, what we can do is I'm, I'm, pr- I'm, I'm going through a problem solving process. And I don't need no fucking drum roll when I'm going through <laughs> a problem solving process. Now it's annoying. Now it's annoying because I'm having a serious conversation and she's doing a little, she's hitting the hi-hat. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> There's your drum roll. Oh boy. This is, this is an interesting show today. Uh, wh- what was I talking about? It's almost about? half over. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you guys listen? I This is just us filling time because you're not asking questions. The quality of the show comes from you guys. The rest is just drum fills. <laughs> um, <laughs> I A couple things. Well, I just saw an email. Why don't you, I want to talk about that email? Um, oh, the open houses. Um, and our calendar. We just went through our calendar uh, yesterday. <laughs> Because we're like, okay, we need to take a serious look at our weekends for the next three months because it's ridiculous. Um, cabin retreats, open houses. We've got other things planned. They're going to be the announced cash. here probably in the next day or so. Um, <laughs> I don't slow down. Full throttle. Um, rapid cash. Everly's birthday. <laughs> our daughter's birthday. L- literally, um, the next 12 to 14 weekends are full. And uh, it's funny, our, our, our daughter's friend's mom was picking up uh, her kids uh, yesterday. And she said, hey, do you guys want to come out for this? Um, they got a dance recital. You guys should come and watch. And it's I'm like, yeah, sure. When is it? And she's like, uh, Sunday this day. And we're like, uh. What And Sunday? we scroll to the calendar <laughs> like, wow, that's the only weekend that we don't have anything going on until like August. Um, I'm exaggerating slightly, but it's yeah. it's damn near close. Um. Yeah, we get a lot of things going on. So I don't know where we're going to fit this other open house in, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, we we want to share. it's just a couple hours on a Sunday, so. True. Yeah. True. We want to share. As long as you guys, like, get out. What? <laughs> I had to kick everybody out on Sunday. Oh, it's good. I was just joking, by the way. I, like, yeah, that's awesome that everybody was having a good time and having good conversations. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but at the end there, I yelled up the stairs time to leave or like you guys gotta get out of here or something like that i was trying to get everly to to yell upstairs everybody get the fuck out <laughs> she wouldn't do it 
thought it would have been hilarious to have a little six-year-old girl yelling that upstairs. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we were getting, we were winding down and then uh, I came upstairs. I'm like, oh, okay, everybody just spoke on and there's a couple of people left in the kitchen. Then I look upstairs and there's a whole little pocket of people up there. Yeah. A little, little cool gang. Um, yeah, she so talked about <laughs> Fred. Josh says, just hand them some tools at closing hour and see how fast they leave. <laughs> <laughs> Paintbrush. Time to get to work, guys. Paintbrush, yep. <laughs> Um, you ain't leaving you working. Talked about the Friday live training. You talked about the investor fix and flip meetup on April 10th. Uh, did, uh, 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 cabin retreat April 1st through 3rd. It's the next one. I've had a bunch of people reaching out to us about it. It is sold out. We're just letting you know. Just Yeah. Um, it's important to know that you missed it, that you lost out. It's important to know. Indeed. Um, Opportunities, uh, they come and they go. <sighs> yep. And these cabin retreat opportunities are going fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wild. But a lot of people, a lot of people are um, very excited about that. A lot of people are yeah. going to get a lot of massive growth from those. Uh, um, yeah. From those weekends. Um, sorry, just childish mind. Um, what else is there? Uh, well, uh, Josh is wondering, do you have a property in Calvin's flip tour coming up? You had two of them last time, or is that for us to find out on the tour? Uh, spoiler, when is the flip tour? Spoiler alert. Yes. The Loyola property in St. Albert will be on the flip tour. Yeah. When is it again? So that's something we didn't put in our calendar. Fuck. <laughs> he hasn't announced the date yet, but it's May. Early April, Josh says. April 9th, Courtney says. What? Why are we having an Why are we having an open house on the tenth? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. He did, he hasn't told us the date. We have a property on it, and he has not told us the date. Make another note. Call Calvin. <laughs> I'll probably be talking to him today. Um, I was dumb. <laughs> well, at least that's the the open weekend that we have besides the yeah. open house. Yeah, well, we'll we'll start that out, you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, a couple other things I saw here. Uh, did you see the email just came in two minutes ago? <laughs> no. No. The lawyer is on their way to the office, and they're going to get this done. Because we sent him, we sent them the paperwork last night at like eleven o'clock at night. So they just responded and said, "Got it." I'm heading to the office right now. On my way in. And we'll Call get me. your file open and docs prepared ASAP. Uh, and then give us a call at 730. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So now you know what my morning's looking like. Um, and then I get to go to the bank and pull out a big chunk of money and then deal with them asking why. God, have you guys ever tried to... Yeah, take your own money out of the bank? It's wild. This is... <laughs> it's, just, it's just like every scene in the movie. Well, sir, that's a very large amount. Yeah. And they slide you the piece of paper. Are you being held against your will? <laughs> no, I'm just buying a property like an idiot. <laughs> um, do, do you need financing on that? Do you have your financing lined up? Oh, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, I hate going to the bank to pull out money. <sighs> hate going to the bank their to job. pull out money. I know it's their job. And like they make sure that, you know, what is this being used for? Are you laundering money? Are you a terrorist like i get it but it's yeah it's just like i don't know even though even though it's like 
100% completely legit and it's my money, I get like anxiety about it. Yeah. So weird. And and you got to be careful actually, because like I used to think about like making jokes about it. Yeah. No, you don't. Oh yeah. Just big drug deal. You don't make jokes like that because now, now looking back, I've done a lot of research into um, FinTrack and anti-money laundering laws and stuff like that um, for business. So it's uh, it's pretty serious. And if they if they uh, if they want to flag you, they can flag you. Yeah. And I mean, like they're not going to find anything, but um, they're going to send Toucan Sam after you. You just did it again, didn't you? Yes. God, you hear that? Did you notice that? It's so she's so subtle about it. The drum roll. It's like I don't even. It's so annoying. <laughs> Kathleen did say we should get a hi hat here and just like maybe like a, ta- a tabletop sized one that I can just. Is that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about getting like a gong or something like that. Um, something like a cool little feature. And I mean, I could I could totally get the um, the, the sound for it, but. Uh, the sound effect for it, but I, I, I think it'd be cooler to have yeah. um, like a, that was easy kind of button or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robin says it helps to have a, a real good relationship with your bank as well, which I can agree with, except that we move around so much that um, are like, we're constantly changing branches and like literally we'll pick up bank drafts from whatever location is closest to wherever yeah. we're going. So it's not like we're seeing the same people or, you know, like we have all of our banking with this bank, like our businesses, our personal, our everything. Um, so like we're a really great client mm-hmm. for them, but it's not like we are going into the same location where Susan is constantly, you know, we walk in the door and they're like, oh, hey, Gabby. And I'm like, oh, hey, Susan. She's yeah. like buying another house. And I'm like, yeah. It's, yeah, we don't we don't have that. So, um, yeah, it's just constantly answering questions and giving up your ID and and getting those little pre-bank jitters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw another question earlier. Um, I think Robin all also asked, how did you find this new deal? Oh. Um, yeah, sorry. We kind of skipped over. And... Off market, but uh, our realtor found it. Yeah. I, I, Calvin I have... brought it to us, but yeah, it was in our off market. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, having a good investor-focused realtor is is super important. Yeah. Um. Now, some realtors, um, I, I don't know all the details of it, to be honest. It might have been a wholesaler that's involved too, but, um, you know, an investor-focused realtor has a really good network, just as good as, as your network, right? So um, if you're a wholesaler, you know, link up with investor-focused realtors because they have yeah. a very good network of investors. They know, realtors know who's looking for what, Yeah. right? And that's one of the hardest parts about being a wholesaler, the worst part about being a wholesaler. It's not finding the deal. It's finding the deal and then not having anyone to sell it to. The pressure of trying to assign a deal in a short amount of time. Imagine getting, you know, now this this deal wasn't locked up, but imagine, you know, getting a deal under contract and you have to close it in, has to be closed in one week. Can you Or imagine? in this case, two days. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one wasn't, this one we, we, we signed directly with the seller, but um, imagine having, say, 
Well, that one just would be impossible. You're yeah. Not but even just a one week or a two week, having two weeks to find a reputable investor who knows exactly what they want, that has the cash to close because they have to have cash or a private lender because no, you're not going to be able to get bank financing on something like this. Yeah. Within a two week period. So you got to move, like you, you have to have your buyers lined up and you have to have a very strong network. So, you know, working with other realtors and like sending it out to investor focused realtors and saying, Hey, I've got this deal. Do you have any clients that would be interested in something like this? A realtor just looks into their, you know, their database and just, they, they know, they literally have talked to every, you know, investor and they know exactly what it is that they're looking for. And if they do, they'll link them up. And then normally you would just split the commission with them. Mm -hmm. Right. Or the fee, sorry, assignment fee. So, um, I'm not hundred percent sure how this one all played out. Um, this was a weird one, mm-hmm. this deal, but, uh, our realtor, Calvin Hexter sent it to us and I jumped on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, so Calvin's <clears throat> able to go, oh, okay, this is a, a great pl- price for a flip. The ARV numbers make sense. Um, Wayne's looking for a flip. Wayne closes fast. Wayne makes who's, fast decisions. Who's crazy I'm going to send this to Wayne. Who's crazy enough to get this done. Yeah. In that, in that time span. <laughs> Yeah. So those relationships. I'm always, up, those I'm always networks. up for a challenge. Yeah. We had a relatively um, good day yesterday up until that point when we finally got the call. Mm-hmm. It was like mid afternoon. Cause I, I think I said on the morning show yesterday, I'm like, Oh, Calvin, I never got a call back. Like, well, yeah. I was just busting his balls, but like, truthfully, he, he was waiting on a call back too. Like this yeah. is the, the, it was very difficult to get any communication through um, to see this property. And then just, I don't, I don't know what's going on on the other end of this deal, but you know, a lot of complications. So, you know, he's desperately trying to get me in there, but I didn't hear anything. So I just assumed it wasn't going to happen by one thirty in the afternoon on yesterday. I didn't think it was going to happen. Then I got a call and he's like, all right, well, we're going to see about getting in today. And it looks like it could be happening. So he's like, can you get this done tomorrow? I'm like, well, we just lost another day. <laughs> Like, geez, that's going to be an absolute world record. So we got on the phone on a three-way call with the lawyer and they said yes. And then I eventually got in there around 3, 3, 4 o'clock. Um, but, you know, hats off to, to Galvin for, for, for getting all that done and yeah. coordinating all that. He's, he's a magic man. Yeah. Um, and everybody else in Calvin, Calvin Realty who stepped up as well. Like it yeah. wasn't just, it wasn't just. Calvin, like everybody was working on this. Everybody was like doing diligence and, and yeah. because it was a busy day yesterday for everybody. So super cool. Um we got someone uh, trying to call in, but now they're gone. Never mind. 20 minutes, guys. 20 minutes. I'm gonna fill it with dad jokes if you don't call in with your questions. Lindsay says real call coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, Lindsay. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? Fantastic. Awesome. (laughs) There you go. So sorry to switch the topic on you a little bit, but I'm just wondering, we're coming into possession on Friday. Right? Yeah, we have the bungalow. We're putting in a caregiver suite underneath. So question rental applicants and kind of the actual, I guess, cost of the rent. So we are hoping to have it rented for April 15th, the top floor. 
but then we have a couple months of renovation to get that basement suite in. Mm -hmm. So I guess that was part A of the question is, is that smart to rent the top while we're renovating the bottom with the understanding or is there any concessions that we give to that rental, you know, mm -hmm. or that um, renter? And then also the the yard needs landscaping hard, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just dirt in the back and the front is a half finished mess, right? So do we try and get everything done and rent and wait and don't rent it out in April and try and get a bunch of that kind of cleaned up and done and rent in May for a bit higher? Or is it going to matter to a person like to see that everything's finished, done, etc mm -hmm. inside and out before we before we yeah. rent it so um there's a couple considerations i mean the yard like as long as if you're getting people who are interested as long as you can you know preemptively tell them like by the way the yard's a mess it's being cleaned up as soon as the snow is gone and as soon as the you know landscapers can come in and do that cleanup or whether you you guys are doing it yourselves or whatever but we need to wait until, you know, the season is appropriate to do that. So, but don't worry, it's being cleaned up. Um, I don't think anybody's, I don't think that's going to be like, oh my God, we're going to have a month of a messy yard. Like, no, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that hold you back from possibly getting a month's worth of rent. So that's kind of on that side of that. Is it a month's worth of rent? Well, yeah, because Sorry. she's talking about getting them in April 15th versus in May, you can do a yard cleanup, right? When the snow is gone. Right. But there's yeah. also construction in the basement. Yes, that's part two. Huh. Well, part well, one. How long is the construction in the basement? Maybe I missed that. Going to be a couple months. You did yeah. miss it. You need to open your ears. Sorry. <laughs> so with, I was I was putting all the information together. So with having construction going on in the basement, um, it's going to be hard to keep um, the people upstairs happy. I actually just had this conversation with somebody at the fix and flip meetup last weekend. Um, they are having the same situation where the top floor is basically ready to go. They can get somebody in, um, but they need to start construction on the basement as soon as the permits are approved. So what I told them and what I'll tell you is that it's going to be hard to keep somebody happy. The best thing you can do, um, because obviously if you can get rent, get rent. If you can have somebody in there paying part of your bills, that's fantastic, mm -hmm. right? So what I would do is I would try to find somebody who has the kind of hours where the construction is going to be happening. So AKA they get up in the morning, they get ready and they head out for work by 7.30. They're not home until 5.30 or 6 and construction happens during those hours, right? So that they're not dealing with hammers and, and you know, if you guys are digging up concrete for plumbing lines, like, you know, there's a lot of noise that happens. There's also a lot of dust and... Um, you know, those types of things. So if you can find somebody suitable oh, yeah. who will be, who just won't be in the house during the regular hours of construction, or if it's you guys doing the work and you're doing it in the evenings, maybe it's somebody who works evening shifts. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. trying to match that up. Mm -hmm. The second thing I would suggest is that there is some sort of compensation. So if the construction is only going to be going on for a few months and they're going to be in there for a year, <clears throat> You can let them know that, you know, until this suite is complete. Uh, set a date. 
say four months. Don't say until. Sorry, I didn't. Otherwise, they're yeah. going to keep, they're going to be like, well, there's still stuff going on down there. They're still making lots of noise. I want my discount for next month too. Yeah, sorry. Make Valid that. point. I yeah. wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sorry. being specific enough. Um, Very specific. But what I'm saying is until the suite is complete. So however yeah. long you expect that is going to take, um, give them a pretty nice incentive so whether yeah discount whether like and i'm even talking it could be like half of rent because that's that's generous i'd say 300 bucks off because it's going to be um it's going to be dusty you know that stuff's going to be going through the vents it's going to be an inconvenience there is going to be noise at certain hours even though you try to keep it and so you can either have somebody in there paying part of your bills or somebody could be really pissed off and just get in there and then want to break their lease and then you're dealing with all sorts of stuff. So I would make it very attractive for them and say, we understand this is going to be an inconvenience. We understand like we're going to do our best to have, you know, construction only during these hours. But, you know, there's going to be some times where where it's going to be a bit of an inconvenience for you. We get that. And this is how we're going to compensate you for it. And then the suite's going to be done in a few months and you'll just, and then we'll go back to regular rate and you'll have a nice place to live. Do you, do you mind if I ask a couple questions? Go for it. Uh, ventilation. Are you doing separate heating and ventil and ventilation in this property? There is not. No. Okay. I mean that as soon as Gabby said that, I'm like, that was the whole thing I was thinking because drywall dust and stuff like that and paint fumes, man, like, Depending on who yeah. you, who your, your tenant's <laughs> going to be, like I I don't think at even half rent that I just if you've ever seen how dirty they can get, I think that oh yeah uh, anyone's going to be very uncomfortable with that unless of course like wait until that stuff is done you know what I mean maybe wait until it's at painting stage and then bring someone in, um yeah I, I just I feel like it's just going to create a whole lot of this isn't a livable space you told you know $300 isn't off is not enough or half a month's rent is not enough I'm not living like this I, I'm getting headaches oh my gosh I'm getting headaches from the paints what kind of paint are you using like is that lead based <laughs> you know you're just going to deal with some horrible stuff and it's just going to become a headache. I would wait until the painting stage is, 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 is complete. Cause after that, it's just flooring, um, electrical outlets, uh, kitchen cabinets, doors, you know, no work. It's just noise after that, mm-hmm. but the sanding's done, right? The paint is done. If you want to get a furnace cleaning at that point, get it all nice and clean. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I, I don't think that anyone should be in there without a mask. Um, that's my thoughts. So just wait an extra month, one month, um, instead of, you know, uh, waiting three months, you know what I mean? That that's, that's yeah. Um, a couple yeah. of different perspectives there. Oh, and, and Gabby was mentioning about like, find someone that's going to be, you know, out and about and whatnot. Um, is this one of your properties that's, that's, that's going to be for accessibility purposes? Not truly accessible, but yes, that is kind of the target market is this person is likely not going to be working, right? Mm. They're going to be either a senior or 50 plus. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that was like, well, (laughs) and we do a lot of our own work. So like you said, evenings and weekends. Um, Mm -hmm. So my other thought is, is we hadn't intended to use hard money um, or a lender or anything 
for the renovation. Like we have that money to cover over the four months that we have planned. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if it would make it go faster to hire out more, right? And if that those numbers well, yeah, you do that math. Off, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? definitely do that math. Yeah. Because what's the holding cost if it takes an extra two months versus if you got it done two months quicker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even just hiring out specific things, like if you guys, you know, do what you're good at and hire out things that other people could do way faster, like drywall and those types of oh, things. Oh, mudding and taping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they, oh, yeah. yeah they I'll can never be in and out tape and, again. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who's done it once is just like, hey, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Never doing that again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Perfect. Do the math on that. Awesome. Awesome. All Thanks right. for calling in, Lindsay. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Johnny Five uh, mentioned something really, um, uh, another really great thing there, um, Lindsay, that um, if you do end up having someone living there, which this, you know, let, let's forget um, Lindsay's example now and just for someone else who's wondering, um, someone else who's going to be putting in separate ventilation, you know, at, immediately, right? Because normally, uh, New furnaces and ventilation is one of the first things that happens mm-hmm. when um, once it's demoed. Yeah, once it's demoed. So once the ventilation is cut off, you know, and there's two separate, um, there's two separate ductings. Um, at that point, then it's not that big of a deal because the dust isn't going to travel upstairs as much. Um, throw a towel. You okay there, Daryl? No. Gabby's having trouble with her headset. Um, dust isn't going to travel as much right? So you put a towel underneath the, the, the separating door. Um, then it's just a matter of noise. But if someone else is living upstairs, you'll get cheaper insurance, right? And that's going to save you a couple hundred bucks a month. So that's, that's something to consider as well. Um, if the property is not vacant or if one tenant is living upstairs, then it's going to, you can, uh, you can get rental insurance as opposed to quote unquote flip insurance, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another key, uh, really important thing, but I'm, um. not, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. See, I do it. I do it all the time. And now I, it's really hard to change your vocabulary. <laughs> you don't realize the things that we do without thinking. Um, God, it throws me off track when I, when I can't speak normally. Really? <laughs> Yeah, if if you're just doing um, normal, adding a secondary suite, you know, like the standard, and and it doesn't involve um, you know complicated um, seniors that aren't going to be leaving the house very much, and it doesn't involve separate uh, uh, or sorry, one individual um, furnace and ducting, then um, yeah, absolutely, get someone in there, and then just like Gabby said, give them a discount on rent. Say, hey, I know it's going to be a little noisy. Here you go. Yeah. Don't put a family in there. Yeah, in all of our secondary suite additions that we've done over the years, um, they all required the uh, like a major overhaul of the main floor and the addition of the secondary suite. So for us, we would you know submit permits for the basement, and while waiting on those, we would get started on the main floor. So we would basically go in and like quickly do the main floor while waiting. You know, it could be six to eight weeks sometimes for those permits for secondary suites, depending where you are. It's bad right now. Yeah. yeah. So we would go in and just like get that main floor done while we're waiting for the basement. And of course you can demo the basement and, you know, get it down to 
you know, the, the studs and the open, open floor plan um, and do as much as you can before those permits need to be looked at. But yeah, so for us, it was always like we couldn't get renters in right away because we had two, two floors to do as a total overhaul. But mm-hmm. if you're at a, at a stage where the main floor is good and, and rentable and in good condition, then yeah, there's definitely some considerations to make. Yeah. Um, I'm going to finish up today's show with, uh, with a question from yesterday. Um, I wrote it down and I thought it would be good to address it today. Um, I believe it was Josh that asked, how can you multiply yourself is the golden question. What were we talking about yesterday? Oh, um, getting to a, starting from scratch, getting to a million bucks in a That's right. We were t- oh, yeah, I, ne- I got to, okay, I got to follow up on that tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> nope, Barry's on tomorrow. So I'm going to be. Um, Barry McGuire with us tomorrow morning. Yes, Barry McGuire is coming on the show tomorrow morning. He's going to be talking about the Rapid Cash Program. If you guys got any questions about creative strategies, definitely tune in tomorrow morning. Um we were talking about the, the the million dollar challenge, which you know what, guys. If, honestly, if if you if you came up with any cool ideas, put it in the comments here or email us at info at reimorningshow and let us know um, what you came up with. But during that conversation, Josh asked, you know, when we were talking about how to go from zero to a million in a year, we're talking about all the different creative strategies, um, you know, business ideas and flipping items, furniture, cars, properties, wholesaling, that kind of stuff. Um, Josh asks, how can you multiply yourself is the golden question. And I I saw the question, but we ran out of time. So I didn't really have the time to to answer it, but I wanted to because I thought it was important. Um, I want everyone to to read the E-Myth Revisited. Um, Are you giving them homework? (laughs) Yeah, today. Read it today and <laughs> let me know tomorrow. Yeah. Come back tomorrow with your thoughts on the book. <laughs> we should start giving homework. We should. Um, it, to spell it out, it's it's E-Myth, M-Y-T-H, Revisited. It is an amazing book. If you haven't read it already, um, Johnny Five says one of my favorite books. Absolutely. It's in my top five. Lindsay says, great book. It's easily readable in one day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, what it's going to do is it's going to teach you the difference between entrepreneurs, managers, technicians. I can't remember if those are the exact titles that they use in the book. It's been a little while. But it teaches you about, it's going to, it's going to teach you who you are. What your strengths are. What your strengths are. Mm-hmm. Are you a technician? Are you a manager? Are you an entrepreneur? Um, technicians like to be told where to go. They like to, they like to focus on their tasks. Okay. Um, Am I a technician, Wayne? You are a technician. Yeah. And everybody sees it like all oh, the entrepreneurs, the cool one and the technicians, the, is the worker bee. You know what I entrepreneurs mean? Entrepreneurs can't be successful without technicians. Or managers. Or managers. Managers can't be successful or managers can't be, they, they don't have the, the, the sight to see. Yeah you know, how to, how to grow a business. Yeah. Right. So everyone's good at their own individual things. Now, nothing is set in stone. Um, you can develop, yeah. you can grow, but most of your development and growth is done before the age of like, I think it's like seven or eight. Yeah. Right. In the first 10 years, 
most of your development, you, you are, you are molded by your experiences in the first 10 years. So think about that parents. Um, <laughs> so it, it's very difficult and a lot of, um, a lot of big moments need to happen. Breakthrough moments need to happen throughout your life in order for you to change. Um, most of, um, the school system and the way that society works, we are molded into being technicians, right? So it's, and, and, and through that, some people, you know, naturally become leaders and they kind of, you know, develop into management roles. Most technicians, their, their only goals in life are to become a manager, right? To manage other people because they think that's the only way out of the rat race. Um, and then some people, they, they are just, they, they, you know, they're entrepreneurs and you can just see an entrepreneur just from, you know, you, you go back to school and you're like, that guy's going to be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? You can just see it early on. Mm -hmm. So it, it all kind of happens early. Um, but understanding who it is that you are, understanding who other people are, um, is, is extremely valuable because when you're trying to figure out how you can multiply yourself, um, it's good to have a good idea of looking at your network and, and figuring out who's an entrepreneur, who's a manager and who's a technician. Right. And that's not just the real estate investing network. It's, it's, it's your life. It's everyone. It's resources, right? Everyone is a resource. Everything is a resource. You know, you kind of have to look at the puzzle pieces, right? Take your puzzle pieces and start putting the pink pieces together, the black pieces together, the white pieces together, the corner pieces together, the side pieces together. Right. And you can kind of see, and then, map out who's going to be best for this. What are they looking for? What are their goals? And start putting things together, right? That's being resourceful, right? So what you're saying is that you don't want to multiply yourself. You want to find people who fit into other roles that would complement you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once you read the book, you have a better understanding. But if you are an entrepreneur, I'm speaking from the position of an entrepreneur right now, and you are trying to multiply yourself, then make sure you find a good manager who's going to manage your daily tasks, right? Mm -hmm. that, that you can delegate things to. So if you have a great idea, you pass it to a manager and a manager sees it out, right? And finds a technician to do the finds, tasks. <laughs> they're going to deal with all the, 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 the micro tasks, right? Mm -hmm. Because you will get lost in the management and you will perish in the tasks. I promise you. There's no like if if you got a flip and then suddenly you're the one that's like organizing all the trades and everything else and you know you're getting everything all organized and and you're you're paying all the contractors etc cetera, etc cetera, etc cetera. and then you find yourself you're like oh shoot well I better paint that wall cuz we're behind on the project. You see how we went from being an entrepreneur you know, the person who's bringing the money, who's finding the deal, who has the team below him. And then suddenly you put yourself into a management role where now you're on the power team and now you're, you know, now you're project coordinator. And then because you fell behind, now you're painting the wall. You need to stay within your role and make sure you hire good managers. And that's your power team. And then your power team is going to take control of the technicians and making sure that the other things work out, right? Have a read of that book today. That's going to give you a much better idea of how to properly run your real estate business as a business. It needs to be a business. Okay. Your job is to start businesses, put the right people in place, and then let everything else play out 
you know, let them take care of that stuff, right? You need a mission statement, you need a vision, and you need to pass it off to your manager. You need policies and systems. You put all that stuff together and then they implement it. They hire the people. They take care of the stuff that needs to be taken care of down below. Okay. Now, if after you read that, you say, you know what? I listen to Wayne's podcast every morning. Wayne and Gabby's. Sorry. And I thought I was an entrepreneur, but like, honestly, I kind of just like to be on the tools. I like this more, but I still want to have real estate investments. I still think it's really responsible for me to buy some properties and set up a power team and, you know, and, and have some things I only need, you know, I realize I only want four or five properties, but I want to leave those behind for my kids. Right. I want it to pay off, you know, those mortgages and over the next 30 years, and then there'll be $2 million worth of, you know, um, uh, capital or equity there that my, my kids can either sell it or keep it or, you know, mortgage it and get a few more properties, but at least I want to leave them something behind. That's fine. Just be honest with yourself about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're not an entrepreneur, you're going to have one hell of a fucking time. Yeah. Creating a big business. Yeah. It's going to be too hard. That Again, I'll go back to what I said. That doesn't mean you can't develop. That doesn't mean you can't grow but you're going to have a much harder time than the other person who's been an entrepreneur their whole well, life. Well, I think you need to start somewhere different. You need to start on developing those skills, not diving right into how can I build a real estate empire, but how can I build my skills to become an entrepreneur first, the, working on yourself first and then building the real estate. The best place to start is understanding. Yes. And that's why I'm recommending this book because that is going to give you an understanding and if you understand people better, if you understand yourself better, then you can identify the things that are making you the way that you are, that are making people the way that they are. And then if you have a good understanding, then you can intentionally start developing. Right? I'm going to re-listen to that today. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, there's a really good example about the the baker, the baker that wanted to, that, that wanted to start their own bakery. And they just realized that just like, to be honest, they, they'd much rather be making cupcakes than managing other. I feel like this could be relatable to a local donut shop. Pardon? <laughs> There's a woman who opened a local donut shop. And I feel like this is so applicable that whatever the story is, I haven't listened to the book in several years, so I don't even remember what, what you're talking, you talking about. I don't want to, I don't want to throw it out there, but okay. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> But, um, Sometimes yeah. you watch businesses, small businesses open, and you're like, this person isn't meant to be running this. Gotcha. Like they should be doing what they're good at and have somebody else doing that. And that's, and that, I guess that's the other thing too, is once you realize that, um, if you're a good manager, then partner with someone who's a mm -hmm. good entrepreneur. Well, I was just going to say, like, I feel like we, like you and I, Wayne, I feel like we need a manager in between us. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> because, like, I feel like I'm trying to fulfill both of those roles of, like, manager and technician. And I am, I fail in a lot of areas. Like, yeah. I am not working to my potential because there's so many random things mm -hmm. that need to be done and managed. So, yeah. And I'm a terrible manager. Yeah, you are. I don't You're have a great entrepreneur terrible fucking manager i don't <laughs> have the patience for it yeah everyone's supposed to do what they're supposed to do you mm -hmm. say you're gonna do something you do it go do it here's my vision why isn't it here why isn't why isn't it done i don't have yeah. time to for the little stuff in between yeah i don't have time to coddle people <laughs> I, I got a vision to to fulfill right yeah 
Um, how many entrepreneurs in here can, can relate to that? Uh, it's, it's very difficult. We, I move too fast and, and that's, and that sucks for other people because the technicians are like, why is this guy such an asshole? Like, look at what is happening here. Yes. I know you want us to, to turn it that way, but you don't realize that there's something in the way and the entrepreneur cannot see that. Mm-hmm. They can't, they can't be bothered by Welcome the, micro, to our life. <laughs> the micro things that are in the way. Yeah. And they just want, they want to make a decision and they want to move on to the next decision. So um, I, I'm certain that there's some people that are relating to this right now. And, the, and if you read the book before, go read it again, because that's, that's really good. But um, it's all about being resourceful guys. And, and, and knowing what I was trying to get to is, is, is finding common goals. Okay. Find people eager to learn, especially in this industry. Um, find people that are eager to learn. Um build a good network and then like find common goals. Like if there's a way that like, Hey, that person over there how can, can you really benefit each other. How can you benefit each other? Right. It's all about win-win. So if you know, and this is why we're telling you to come to these fix and flip meetups, right? This is why we're telling you to join the Facebook group and do an introductory video today. Okay. Please. I want to see like at least 10. Okay. Tell people what it is that you're looking for and, and why you're doing it because someone else, even like myself is going to see that. And I'm going to make note of that. Mm-hmm. I, I follow you guys. I do. I'm weird. Cause like I'm, I'm invested in your success. I know who comes on here every day. I know who joins the group. I want to see who's actually going to take the leap. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, I want this for my life. And I, I watch you and, and I, people, I beg to differ. And if people know what you're doing and what your skill set is and what you're trying to accomplish, and you've made that connection with them, they'll recommend you to people. Mm-hmm. When somebody says, Oh, I'm looking for this. They'll say, oh, I heard so-and-so. I, w- I watched their video mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. I'm going to hook you, you two up. I'm going to connect you two. Mm-hmm. That's what I do all the time. I see Powerful, you guys. you guys. You're I missing find- a huge opportunity if you haven't introduced yourself. Like just mind-blowing. At the very least for me, because if I see that you guys are like, if I see two people that are struggling that could benefit if they work together, I will put you two together. I will do that for you guys, but you guys got to take that first step and step out of your comfort zone into the uncomfortable area. area. <laughs> and I also just want to shout out, I know that we're like way over time now, but I want to sh- give a shout out to Josh because Josh, you stepped outside of your comfort zone with your video and you made us all laugh so hard, <laughs> but it was perfect. It was like you did something uncomfortable and you also were like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to post this one because it works. He didn't trim the video. You didn't trim it out. You didn't edit it. You just posted it. And that's real. And that, and like, not only was it just like an awesome introduction, it ended hilariously where we all felt so good. We all had a laugh. Like, if anybody watched that and didn't laugh out loud, like, they are soulless because that, like, it was just such perfect, yeah memorable it makes you relatable it makes you approachable it makes you authentic and that's what people want they don't want the polished version they want to see that you're real yeah so yeah go out and and just do you and throw something out there all right i want to see at least 10 this morning okay guys yeah have a great day we'll see you tomorrow with barry mcguire happy st patrick's day thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show thank you thank you oh thank you interested in being a guest on the show Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.